everybody. It's Kathy, and I am quarantined just like you. And I did promise that I was going to try and make more of these um, because we are all stuck here. And so this is going to be one of those. I want to give you an update on what has been happening here in Asbury Park, which I'm sure is very similar to what's been going on in your neck of the woods. Um, but we are pretty much on lockdown. Um, our restaurant business, which is a mainstay of Asbury Park because we are predominantly a tour company, I mean a tour business, a tour destination, a tourist destination, whatever I'm trying to say, I'm sure you guys understand. Um, but it's a huge driver of our economy and it is really being negatively impacted. And I don't mean to minimize the other businesses that are also being impacted like retailers, like myself, but the restaurant business is probably ill-prepared to deal with kind of a shutdown the way it's been happening. So in Asbury Park, we launched something called the Asbury Park Dinner Table. And the idea is that you can purchase meals um, from a restaurant. It gives them cash flow. It allows them to keep their staff working. It allows them to keep um, revenue coming in. And those meals are earmarked for someone in the community that's needy. And it's rapidly becoming apparent that restaurant and service industry people are going to be joining the ranks of the needy um, or the ranks of the hungry or the ranks of the confused and needing uh, needing some help uh, sooner rather than later. So we do something called the Osbury Park Dinner Table. Um, if you go to Facebook, you can see um, Asbury Park Dinner Table. It's at AP Dinner Table. Um, you can make a donation there. If you're looking for how you can do this for your community, feel free to reach out to me at Kathy at ParanormalBooksNJ.com. And if I can help in any way, I certainly will. So um, because this is not a traditional or a standard uh, paranormal uh, tower story or time, I'm, I'm really just going to wing it because I'm not 100% sure um, <laughs> what the hell to talk about. Um so I'm going to talk about some things that interest me. I hope you guys are, are interested in them as well. Um, in fact, I was thinking about doing some kind of a, some kind of a virtual tour of the museum. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I want to help everybody, but I, I can't lose sight of the fact that my business is also uh, shut down. And so while I hate asking anybody to, um, I certainly don't want anybody to take money away from something, you know, really important. But if you do happen to have a couple bucks and you do want to commit to being a supporter of the Paranormal Museum, you can either go to patreon.com forward slash paranormal, which is our Patreon, uh, our patron page. And I will be uploading all of these podcasts probably a little bit earlier than I will be on the website. Or you can actually go to our website, which is paranormalbooksnj.com, go to the shop and become a member of the Paranormal Museum. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay afloat as well. And so any little bit definitely helps. Um, but I will be talking about some of the artifacts that we have. Um, and as soon as I kind of get together and figure out what I'm going to actually, or the, the standard of, or the, or the, the protocol and the, and the, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. The um, the way that I'm going to tell this, the do this tour, um, I'll probably put something visual up as well to be able to spend some time in Italy. And it was probably the first time in my life that I had done an extensive um, 
touring vacation where it wasn't just five days here or you know a week here it was really a long time where where it was kind of like an old school touring of Italy um, that you read about in gothic literature where someone goes for three weeks or months or whatever and we went for a little bit more than two weeks which is a significant time to spend um, and we went to three different places we stayed in Rome which is amazing you know I mean it, it sounds stupid to say it that way but you know the historian in me um was overwhelmed because you're literally walking the streets that you know that Caesar walked and and they're not making more of it you know I mean I mean the, the roads are not being widened although they are putting in a subway and while we were there one of the interesting things that did happen was while we were there, um, they were they were digging this subway and they're building the subway. But as they were digging, they they actually found an ancient um, estate that they knew had existed, but they weren't really sure where it was. And then it ended up being part of Pompey's estate. And for those of you who are history buffs or or people who were, if you know, you know, Shakespeare. Um, Julius Caesar was actually murdered on March 15th or assassinated on March 15th, the Ides of March, by the Senate. And the year that he that he was murdered, the Senate, the building of the Senate was actually being renovated. And so the Senate was held on Pompey's estate in his theater. And so while we were there in 2013, they had made this discovery that of Pompey's Theater, which was the actual location of where Caesar died. And that's the cool thing about history. And the cool thing about all of these different things is that, you know, 2000 years ago, um, uh, you know, Caesar, people, you know, 2000 years ago, Caesar was murdered and it was a massive event. And it's an event almost everybody in the world knows about and has heard of and read about in their school. Um, and, and Shakespeare wrote about it and it, and it still kind of resonates because of the whole idea of, of representational government and, 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 you know, um, aristocracy and dictatorship and all of these things but that the place where it happened was lost to time until it wasn't lost to time. So there's this whole kind of idea that history can be also can be protected underneath just millennia and then rediscovered for uh, generations to reinvest themselves and, and find new ways of interpreting it and interpreting it through the things that we've learned since we lost it. And that's really fascinating to me. So Rome, I highly recommend it. And if you like Italian food, which I think pretty much everybody on the planet likes, you know, I, except me, I mean, I, I like Italian food. I never crave it. It's never, you know, it's never like my first choice. Certainly not pizza. Um, and I'll tell you something. Going to Italy changed that because the food over there is different. And anyone who tells you that America is not we're that weren't anyone who tells you that america is not messing with its food is lying to you because things taste different in other places and it has to do with uh how things are being you know produced packaged and modified i'm not i'm not jumping on any political bandwagon here i'm just telling you the tomatoes taste a whole lot better in other parts of the world um and the pasta holy moly it's, it's really good in in italy 
Um, and I'm not a pasta person, but I certainly was while I was over there. Um, the cool thing about Rome is, you know, I mean, you can't help but be um, completely invested in, you know, you're, you're completely surrounded by this history. One of the cool things, and I know I said I was going to talk about uh, Paveglia, but I'm going on a tangent. Um, one of the things that we did was we, and this I will definitely put up on um, as a video or as a picture because it's so funny. And I, and I, I, you know, I didn't research this at all, but I will, and I'll get the information for you guys. But um, we went to the non-Catholic cemetery in Rome. And the reason why I, I wanted to go there was because I know that um, Shelley, part, well, parts of Shelley are buried there. And several of the, um, several of the British poets um, are buried there. Um, because people would go to Italy when they were consumptive. So if they had, um, if they had tuberculosis, um, they would go to Italy because they thought that the sunny um, weather of Italy would heal their lungs. And sometimes it worked and, and sometimes it didn't. And, you know, um, and one of the, one of the um, poets, well, obviously one of the very famous poets who died um, and the romantic poets was um, John Keats. And he died in Rome at the age of 25 um, and he died of tuberculosis. And one of the things that he asked was that his grave remain an unnamed grave. In other words, he didn't want his name etched onto a stone. And he asked that, um, he asked that, he essentially asked that he be buried and that he not be acknowledged in, um, on the grave. And he asked this of his friends, Joseph Severn and Charles Amitage Brown. And this is what his epitaph reads. And I, I'll upload a picture of, of the grave because I took a picture. I went as a kind of, you know, homage and I went, I went to pay my respects to a great uh, romantic poet um, who died incredibly young. And his uh, epitaph says, this grave contains all that was mortal of a young English poet who on his deathbed in the bitterness of his heart, at the malicious power of his enemies, desired these words to be engraven on his tombstone. Here lies one whose name was writ in water. And, you know, it's a really kind of moving thing to have written on your, on your stone, which is that he was, he, he understood that his life was, was, just one in, in, in the billions that come. And, 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 you know, and I'm sure, you know, they, I'm sure that he had other reasons for writing this, but he wanted anonymity, um, which is why it's so funny. And I, I, and terrible to say how funny this is, but when his friend passed away, um, many years later, um, next to the song, next to Keats's grave, um, he erect, he had himself buried next to Keats and because, uh, you know, Keats was a, was a great friend of his and, and was an incredibly popular and, and, uh, uh, you know, you know, just one of those people that the thumbprint of God is on. And, um, 
so when Joseph Severin died many, many years later, he had a stone that matched Keats's stone created, and he had himself buried next to Keats. Now, Keats had this stone, and it essentially said, it's it's nameless, and it just says, Here's li- here lies one whose name was writ on water. And right next to it is, to the memory of Joseph Severin, and then it says, you know, a great friend of John Keats, who and, and essentially points to the grave next door as if to say, you know, by the way, he's he's John Keats is right over there. And it's so it's so weird to have done something like that, to be to, to be even in death, to, to so desperately want to kind of be known as this famous person's friend. Um, you know, and Joseph Severin was was a relatively well-known artist in his own right. Um, but it's one of those weird things that for eternity, it, it, it's it, it it seems it seems silly and it seems it seems kind of disrespectful, you know, kind of like um, I'm gonna obey the letter of your request, but certainly not the spirit of it. Um, but the graveyard itself is phenomenal. it's it's incredibly um, um, it's incredibly uh, diverse and there are um, lots of different people because people would come to Rome because Rome was the center of civilization. So, and I'm not talking about, you know, you know, 2000 years ago, although there are, there's a huge uh, pyramid from um, probably 15 or 1600 years ago. Um, but there are all of these people from the West, uh, Western countries, from Western Europe, who would go to Italy because it's where, you know, it's where art and it's where philosophy and it's where all of these things where they considered it to be the focal point of intellectualism and artistic pursuits. And so you have these amazing stones that were built, um, you know, are, are, they're just really, really beautiful. Um, and then you have these kind of famous people throughout time who were not Catholic and therefore could not be buried in Catholic ground. So they call it the non-Catholic. It's also called the Protestant cemetery. Um, and and certainly most British people who went there were not, um, and certainly most Americans who went there were not Catholic either. Um, and it's unusual that an Italian, um, but a lot of the Italians that are buried there um were people who were whose one parent was Italian, uh, the father was Italian, the mother was was um, not, and therefore the mother might be Protestant or something like that. So it's kind of interesting. But one of the other very famous people who were buried there, or at least a part of him is buried there, is uh, Percy Bichelli. Um And he died in 1822. And um, he was, he was, he was young, I think he was 27 or 28. Um, he was married to um, Mary Wollstonecraft, uh, who was uh, who wrote um, Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin, I believe, um, who wrote um, Frankenstein. Um, he died at the age of twenty nine. He drowned. He went out in a boat in a and and a storm came up and he he uh, he drowned. Um, he is kind of known for for his moving elegies and and just really great uh love poetry um he was he was 
an interesting person and he was uh he spoke many many languages he was the inspiration i think for if if there was a superstar in his era it would have been him he's like the justin bieber of his time and i don't mean to i don't mean that in a way that minimizes the impact of his work i just mean girls thought he was hot and chased him and um he uh so so there's a stone there um in his memory and and according to uh legend at least at least anecdotal um legend um there is a part of his heart that is buried there as well um so it's worth going uh as far as the reputation of the place being haunted it does have a reputation for being haunted but the surrounding um, community doesn't love the idea of people going into cemeteries specifically to see if they can find ghosts. I will tell you this, that uh, Shelley actually believed the place to be haunted and spent a lot of his time wandering through the graves, believing that he was communing with um, great philosophers and great uh, poets and writers uh, of earlier times. There are burials there that predate um well, certainly predate Italy, but that are 2000 years old. Um, I highly recommend it if you do go. Um, I also highly recommend that you guys go online and, and, and do a little research on it. It's called the non-Catholic Cemetery of Rome. It's also called the Cemetery of Foreigners or the Protestant Cemetery in Rome. I'm going to post some pictures because, hey, it's been a while since I've uh, taken a look at them. Um, and I'm going to close this out right now. I will probably have something for you guys later on today as well. Um, but I am also going to ask you, if there's something you're interested in, um, send it to me. You know, go to paranormaltower.com. Go to Paranormal Tower on Facebook. Go to at the Paranormal Museum on Instagram. And go to at Paranormal NJ on Twitter. And tell me what you guys are interested in. Because I absolutely want to figure out what you're interested in because it's probably something I'm interested in as well. So if it's something I already know about, awesome. I can pull together my notes and I can talk to you about that. If it's something I'm not that familiar with, I want to research it and find it out. Also, if you, like I said, if you're interested in uh, supporting us, you can do that on either our webpage by going to paranormalbooksnj.com and clicking shop. You can become a member. We have three different memberships. Um, and those all include a member kit, which will, um, which will give you a membership card and, uh, discounts, uh, moving forward. Um, you can also go to Patreon and, uh, become a member in that way as well. Um, and if there's something that I can do to help you or your community, please don't hesitate to let me know about that. You can also share your story at my story at paranormal tower.com or by using our hotline which is 732-737-9212 obviously if i use your story i will definitely give you a shout out and you can get a sticker paranormal tower sticker um thanks you guys i hope you are holding up and i hope that we uh we can communicate with each other and get through this all together and until i speak to you again please keep your eyes your ears but most importantly your mind wide open be good to each other take care <laughs>